Hey everybody, this is Z. You're listening to Integrity Radio. This is episode four, season three of Integrity Radio. year 2019. Here we go. I'm playing a Chickering Boston piano. It was like from the 1800s or something. should tell you guys is the noise project that I um, did with Mike Landau was uh, put on a label and um, distributed. It's out there. I believe you could find the link to that music um, on my Facebook. Integrity Radio is also on Facebook, so just check out the Art of Integrity or Integrity Radio on Facebook. Actually, the Facebook, I'm pretty sure, is Integrity Radio, yeah. Thank you. 
So be sure to check us out. We're also, you could hashtag any of your social medias picking a daisy. You can also hashtag Integrity Radio or The Art of Integrity on any of your social medias. You should be able to find me. I hope you enjoyed my little jam session for you. I haven't done this in a while, so I figure it's time to entertain you guys with a little one-man band. All right, until next time. And weirdos in a way that doesn't mesh with each other. So who's Angelina Jolie with now? Nobody now. She's single now. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was with Brad Pitt. Yeah. And then she got pissed off because he spanked one of the kids or something like that. You know, it was like something where like he was disciplining the kids and she got she didn't like it and so they split up and they had they were together a long they were together a long, long time. They had like they adopted like half of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is Integrity Radio, and I'm here, your host, Z, with my co-host, Ben Jacobson. There he is, back from Cancun. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Guinness. So, uh, uh, well, you just caught us doing what what us men do when we get together, and, uh, you know, when we're with ourselves here. Um, we usually dish about Angelina Jolie and, and <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how was Cancun? Did oh. you get robbed? No, no. In fact, uh, well, I had um, I I we, we strayed out of the resort the last uh, day we were there, and we took a walk up the street, and it's a very nice area. You don't have to worry about crime or, or really getting mugged or anything like that. But uh, you do have to worry about the street vendors are extremely aggressive. So we were walking up the uh, we were walking up the street. And we we kind of got to the little uh, section of town where all the nightclubs and all the kind of the, the, the hot spot you know was. And I had Batman and uh, not the Joker, but the guy from the mask, Jim Carrey, but with the green face. The mask. Yeah, the mask. You know, the they, were, they were both dressed up. And they came out, and they just—they literally just grabbed me and just. Oh, hold on. So I saw this picture on Facebook. You mean they just accosted you? Yeah, yeah. You didn't ask them. No, 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 no. They just came right up. I mean, they oh just—they—they they came right up behind me. They came right up behind me, and they <laughs> each one of them put a, a hand behind my knee and a hand on my shoulder. And they scooped me right up. Yeah. And they looked at Cassie, and they were laughing and joking, like, I, like they, they, they weren't like it wasn't like uh, mean. It was, yeah, it was like they were spirited. laughing and yeah, joking. Yeah, it was like yeah. spirited, like yeah. oh, you're here in a fun section of town. We're dressed like superheroes, so yeah. we, they scooped me up here. Take a picture real quick. Take a picture. And Cassie was like, oh, that's cool. So she snapped the picture, and then as soon as she snapped the picture, it was like it was like they had practiced this a million times. Like they. They just flipped me right upside down. That's the picture I saw. <laughs> yep, yeah, they yeah. just flipped me straight upside down and take a picture. And then she, she took another picture and they put me down. And we were all kind of laughing. And then they're like, all right, that'll be 200 pesos. <laughs> I'm like, 
Well, yeah, we work for tips, you know, like we're, you know, and oh my God, really? So yeah, so I got, I got bum rushed by Batman in a mask for 200 pesos. Now, I know, you know, a lot of people will say that, well, that's common in uh, in Mexico, but I'd say that's getting more, it's been pretty common here in America as well. <laughs> People just manhandling you and then <laughs> asking for money. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, you just, you kind of had to be, you, it wasn't that you had to be careful where you went. Like, you were you were perfectly safe. I mean, they were, you were perfectly, in fact, even in that picture, if you look at that picture, there's actually, you can see cops in the background. There's a whole crew of cops. Yeah, the right Federales. There. Yeah, the Federales. Yeah. So... Is that who they were, the Federales? No, no, they, it was the they local, were just cops. local police. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. In fact, we only saw the Federales one time. Uh, we were out on a beach, and uh, all of a sudden, a troop of Army guys, there's probably like uh, maybe half a dozen of them, full-on battle gear, M16s, I mean, the works. They came trooping down the beach. And, Did they have good gear or old gear? Uh, no, I mean... From what I saw, it looked they looked like they were decked out pretty. Uh, didn't look like they were ragged, or they looked like they were polished up. And Can you tell what kind of guns they had? Like were they were look they looked like M16s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, I wonder where they're getting those from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was. That was really you know it was really nice. Like I made the point it's like really really like the beverly hills of mexico yeah but the pictures um, were incredible but you yeah. do you do have to worry about the uh the, the salesmen are, are very vigorous there mm. they will uh they uh, they don't like to take no for an answer yeah now what what is 20 pay or 200 pesos work out to be 200 pesos is roughly 10 11 dollars it's oh. it's 17 it's like 18 pesos per dollar so, you know, 100 pesos is right around $5, five and a half dollars. So you really wouldn't want to go there if you're on like a super hippie budget kind of thing, huh? It kind of depends on where you're at. Like there's hostels there, and if you eat at the local eateries, yeah, you can eat for really cheap, but then you kind of have to deal with more of the street you have element. to deal with the, more of the street element um, the resort like the resort we were at it was pretty much comparable to what you're going to pay it in the United States like you're not really getting much of a you know like if you wanted to buy a pack of cigarettes it's going to be five six bucks if you wanted to you know a good a good dinner was you know we didn't have to pay for anything but they had the menus with the prices you know a good steak dinner is going to be 30 40 bucks you know so um, you do have to be careful if you because when we first went there we had we just had dollars we didn't have mexican pesos and everybody told us oh don't worry about it you know you can use dollars at the all the resorts and everything people accept dollar bills there well of course they do <laughs> and they screw you over big time because you know like anything like you'll pay for it in dollars and then they'll even screw you over on your change they'll just assume you don't understand change and they'll sit there and They'll give you your change in pesos, and they'll just stab you right in the back. So we learned real quick that you got to change your money over to pesos and use pesos to pay for anything. Yeah. Imagine that. So the weather, you had all beautiful weather. Gorgeous, gorgeous, what, gorgeous weather. Yeah. The water was like this insane blue color that I haven't seen since I was in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, just like this beautiful, rich blue color, like Oh man, it was, just, it was gorgeous. Beautiful beaches. Now, I'm not even going to pretend. Where the hell is Cancun? Cancun is on the Yucatan Peninsula. Okay, the, where the hell is that? That's on the east side of Mexico. Uh, we're about 50 miles from Cuba. So you have the Gulf of Mexico that kind of wraps around. You have Florida on one side, and then it wraps around the Gulf Coast and comes up onto the Yucatan Peninsula. You're past Mexico City now, right? Um. Yeah. Right, just about on like if past you look, Tijuana, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah well, Tijuana is up on the board. If you're looking at like latitude, you're, Cancun and Mexico City are kind of about on level with each other oh, in, ter okay. in terms of latitude. You know. Okay, so you're not quite down there in the South American quite yet. Not quite yet, no. Because okay. and then because the peninsula kind of scoops back up to the north, and so then you've got the Yucatan Peninsula, 
and then 50 miles away is Cuba, and then 30 miles north of there is the tip of Florida. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, more or less. Well, those distances are probably aren't quite right, but more or less that's kind of the geography yeah. of it. Oh, cool. Well, while you've been gone, uh, Dad and I have been working on the daisies, restoring the daisies. We restored some Red Riders, some uh, classic 1950s Red Riders. And uh, we're still working on this 1924 Model 30, the number 30, Model 24. I, I, my brain will not remember. It is number 30, model 24, Dad Nevin. And uh, this gun is slowly coming along. Boy, this has been a very problematic gun simply because there, no, it's 1924. Not many of these guns even exist. I have not seen, and nor can I find, a picture of really? wow. a number 30, model 24. If you're out there, and you have or know of a, someone or a picture of a number 30 Model 24 Daisy 500 shot, specifically the upper receiver, the top receiver, a picture of the top receiver, please send it my way. <laughs> How geeky is I, the that? Fact that? I tell you what, the <laughs> fact that you haven't been able to find a picture of it speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah, well, it kind of, it's exciting. Uh, this gun is, is essentially just trashed. So it is value, you know, it's a $1,200 gun. Um, it's a value is pretty much the stock is a mahogany stock. Um, but that's it. The rest of it was just trash. We had to get a whole, uh, shot, uh, plunger assembly. And, uh, it, it still had a shot too, but as you, as you're seeing, we, we, we're, we have kind of some shot yeah, issues right now. So. And the you know what's tricky about this is because there's not many of of them, and Daisy did throw a lot of guns together when they were transitioning to get just to get rid of parts. Um, this very well may never have worked very well. 1924, yeah, pre um, uh, a retainer pin. You know, these didn't have retainer almost pins. Almost a hundred years old. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the uh, well, that military model. Th this came with the military model, and the 1972 Red Rider. Couldn't believe what a great deal that was. I was really whining over that uh, 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 acquisition because of uh, you know, how much it cost. But now that I look back at it, I can't believe that was one of the best acquisitions I've ever made. That 1972 Red Rider is super rare. This is super rare. Um, and we got it working. Now we just got to restore it and whatnot. And uh, of course, the military model forty is one of the nicest. Is the nicest gun in my whole collection. It shoots better, stronger than any gun. Yeah, ever. that one's. You know, uh, your dad restored it to the point where it's just a work. It's a museum piece now. I like your little. Uh, Z pulled a little prank on me and gave me his little cap gun to try out. Yeah, try out. Told me to, told me to try out the, the trigger pull, how smooth it was. And <laughs> little did I know he had loaded a cap into it. And <laughs> hey, always check that's your right, firearm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like. I really this little cap gun really cool. That's try it again. Is that, is that a live cap? Should be. Yes. So that. That was a replay. <laughs> so that is a three-inch Colt. A three-inch Colt. Yeah. yeah three you can literally Colt. palm it in your hand. Yeah. With custom, if you go to uh, Facebook and, and check out Picking a Daisy, uh, we have a picture up there. But it's a three and a, a three or three-and-a-half-inch Colt that we customized so the... Uh, you know, the trigger guard can fit an adult finger. Oh, you got to actually pick that out. Um, and the, uh, the, the grips are custom leather grips that are peened on to the, uh, uh, you know what it um, it's just, uh, what's that? Oh, cause the barrel's not a, it's, it goes down like the, the yeah, yeah. Down, so it, you could kind of, you could bore it out, I guess, if you wanted 
to, but I don't, I don't think it would, it would be worth it, you know. Yeah, what we're talking about is is it would be really neat to get a, this kind, this hand-sized palm gun, maybe. Uh, I don't think it could shoot more than a single twenty-two. now that I look at it. Right? No. If you had something this size. Yeah. It's yeah. That, that, and that, that is such a short barrel. It's like... <laughs> A, a three quarter inch barrel just or something. Just stuff a yeah. bullet down there and then put the cap right behind it so it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's too far away. Yeah. Yeah, for it to really. Uh, but it does make a nice loud noise though. Yeah. So, and the trigger guard is, is this beautiful brass 14 carat plated gold uh, uh, brass or brass gold plated uh, trigger guard. Uh, with these beautiful brass peened um, yeah, that's nice. bolts uh, holding the little leather grips. So, uh, yeah, this is, and I've checked more of these out online to find, because I just, th I'm, I just think these things are cool. And, oh, this was part of a lot, too, of broken guns. So, uh, that's did what, you, did you get that? Yeah, yeah. This, oh, was, this okay. was just a broken. Oh, this was broken. I thought you found it, that down in the garage or something. No, no. This was uh, this was smashed. Mm. Uh, it came with the three cap guns that I got, and um, all of them broken. And this one was the worst. It, it was like run over, and I just kind of bent it back into shape, and uh, you know, did what it did to it. And now it's just a beautiful. That's a cool. Working, it's a cool little cap gun. <laughs> yeah, works good too. Yeah. So, so you guys got sick. You were sick when you went there, and then uh, Cassie got sick on the way back. Huh? Yeah, I was sick. Yeah. I got sick the day of the Saturday. We left on Sunday. That Saturday night, I could feel it, and I knew knew I was getting sick. Sure enough, woke up the next day feeling like shit. But I, I was like, well, you know, goddamn, I'm getting ready to go to Cancun. I'm going to have a good attitude about this. I took Matt. It actually really helped me. I did uh, emergency mass, just basically massive doses of vitamins. Yeah. It actually did quite a, quite a, it actually made me feel a lot better. Um, but yeah, I just had a real good attitude about it. I was like, yeah. I'm not, goddamn it, I'm not going to feel bad. I don't care if I'm sick or not. I'm going to, and if you are going to be sick, of course, laying on the beach and Cancun is a bad spot to do it in so but yeah we went so I, I only felt I only felt bad for a day or two really and then after that I kind of came out of it but I did I was kind more than anything even more than actually feeling really sick I, I was coughing a lot yeah and uh, so I definitely kind of ruined my voice a little bit but uh, yeah and then, and then I finally gave it to Cassie and then uh she uh, luckily she didn't start feeling ill until the morning that we were leaving. Yeah. So she perfect. she made it the whole vacation. <laughs> now now she has the next four days off from work still, so she has she has time to rest and recuperate. That's good. You gotta go back tomorrow. No, I'm off until I gotta go back to work on Tuesday. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, we I, we made sure to leave a nice little yeah, a little buffer, little buffer on the end of our vacation yeah. so we could rest and. Rest from the rest. Rest from the rest. Yeah. <laughs> you need to relax from relax from the relaxation. Well, well, we got a lot of sun too, man. We, I mean, we were. Yeah, you're kind of reddish. We were. You're, you're, you're going to kind of have a brownish hue to you. Yeah, now. we well, we recognized. I mean, as soon as we got down there, the sun was. It wasn't too hot. Uh, you know, like 85, but it felt. You know, the humidity was, of course, very high, so it felt much warmer than it was, but the sun was brutal. Yeah. And we went up, and here's the other thing, if you, if you ever go to Mexico, bring your own suntan lotion with you. <laughs> because we, the first spot we went to, uh, just a regular bottle of suntan lotion was $30. Wow. Yeah. We finally found one spot that had a little bit smaller bottle, I think we paid, paid, uh, Fifteen for that, yeah. but it was SPF fifty. Yeah. We bought the SPF fifty, the waterproof, highest power strength we could get, yeah. and slathered it all over ourselves at least two to three times a day, yeah. and still, still had to you know got little burn, little burn here and there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We already talked about location, but is that near the equator? Uh, it's, you're probably about, uh, you know what, let's, because it's, uh, we're almost right on level with Hawaii, too, oh, okay. in terms of latitude. So, All right, so that's sort of off, a little off. Yeah, you're about off north of the equator, I believe. Yeah, you're going to be north of the equator by about, let's see. Yeah, so you're north of the equator by a good thousand miles still. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, about a thousand miles. Yeah. But close enough, close enough that, uh, you know, the day, it's not like here where, you know, in wintertime here, especially with the time change, you've got long, long nights and very short days. The days there were, were you know, very, very, uh, the days were, were long. Really? Yeah, there's no time change there. Yeah. Plus, you know, at the equator, at the equator, you don't get a variant. Like at the equator, it's 12, 12. Yeah. 12 hours of light, 12 hours of dark, all year long. Really? That's how it is on yeah. the equator? Yeah. At the North Pole, yeah. you get six months of dark, six months of light. And then it wobbles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. so it's, you know, yeah. when you're at the equator, okay. you don't really deal with time changes or anything like that. Huh. I'm glad you know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm no about as kung fu and daisies. <laughs> no. useless, useless information. Uh, so let me see. What are we doing? What's uh, uh, I think we're going to be coming into another storm. Yeah, there's more snow. And coming yeah, in. we just had. You missed the snowstorm. I missed the big, which was snow. amazing. Man, that's so beautiful. That first snow. You know, man. Um, and then, uh, uh, and so I guess, and then it, 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 it melted immediately. There's absolutely no snow. Actually, there's some up where there's you are. There's still some at our house. So yeah. just right up the road, there yeah. is some snow. And then uh, the next community over, of course, there's. Yeah, if you go up snow. to Camino, it's still it's all 12, 12 inches on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I love that crisp air that went with the snow. Yeah. Nice and the quiet, like when it snows really yeah. hard, you come out and it's just yeah. the silence is almost yeah. deafening. Yeah, I love that quiet. Yeah. yeah, so that's coming again. It's coming again. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be as bad here. I don't yeah. think you guys are going to get hit the way. The way you well, your your the neighbor says that it's going to be worse, but the neighbor always says it's going to be worse, don't they? <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm going on. I I the Weather Channel. I always use the Weather Channel app on my phone, which the app itself, you know, it's kind of hit and miss. They, they tend to be accurate more often than they're not, I would say. But but the one thing they do have is you can get live radar on it. So you can kind of be oh, your yeah, own weatherman. Yeah. You, know, you can go on the live radar and you can see, okay, there's a big there's a big green thing coming right now. It's headed straight for us and it's 33 degrees. Okay, does that's going to be snow. Yeah. You know? So, all right, well, listen, we got to uh, wrap this up. Um, I shared on my social medias, and um, I, I hope it's, it's visible, but our buddy Kai, remember Kai? Yeah. Kai, yeah, in, from Hawaii. Well, he's in L.A. now. He's a rock star in L.A. Really? And, um, yeah, he has a, um, a podcast called Metal Slut. Oh, I, yeah, I saw. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw. I think I liked it, but I, I didn't listen to it because it's yeah, good. I think I was just we were at the airport and I was just going through stuff, liking everything. Yeah, yeah. But I saw that. Now that I know that's Kai, I'm def, definitely going to go back and listen. Yes, yeah, I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, I wonder. You know, I thought it was just a link that Kai was sharing of some guy's podcast, so I, you know, I gave it a listen, and um, and it, it took me a while to realize it was actually Kai, but. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was, yeah, very good. I listened to the whole thing, which is something I rarely do because I rarely have time to listen to other people, but I really try to make an effort to listen to other folks. Um, so check that out. And your podcast? Uh, the Secular Humanist. My next podcast is, uh, I'm actually working on it now. Um, hopefully I'll have it up uh, maybe later than I've 
gonna, we're going to get snowed in, so I'll have plenty of time <laughs> to work get time on it. Away. I'm doing, I get, uh, I've been getting tons of, I, I argue with a lot of, I do, I like to argue about politics, so I get tons of flack from people because I uh, really denigrate Donald Trump. So I decided to do a podcast, like really lay it all out as to what, exactly what my problem with our president is, and why I think it's important, so, so yeah, that's going to be my next Well, let me tell you something, he's not my president, <laughs> he's my emperor. <laughs> I call I call uh, him emperor. He's sir. our he's our dear leader. <laughs> so uh, let me see. And you also have a blog, like a phys- like an actual blog. Uh, you know what yeah. I do? You haven't really pushed people. I've not been. All right, and uh, I then uh, I have blog a plenty. Uh, uh, I and I am actually. You can see me too. Uh, in fact, let me. Let me make sure I've got the. Uh, I finally. I, I've never. I finally opened the Twitter account. Oh, he's finally, got a Twitter. Uh oh, watch so, him. Uh, well, he's looking that up. Uh, be sure to check up, check out pickingadaisy.com. And also, you can hear my music at sifuzmusic.wordpress.com. And Ben? And uh, Ben on Twitter at, uh, at BenJacobson13. How did you get... Oh, right. <laughs> I say, like, how did you get the number 13? That's badass. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Hi, everybody. This is Z. This is a new one I've been working on, titled Only Saturday. If you like it, Consider giving a buck over at Patreon at The Art of Integrity. Or just share it with a friend. Thanks a lot.
day It's only a Saturday It's only a Saturday It's only a Saturday It's only a Saturday Integrity Radio. just amazing uh what are you using and i love that mic of yours hi that was bernie over at learn hashtag ed tech to answer your question i'm using the akg p420 appropriately enough i do hope to hear more from you in the near future Hey, what's up, Integrity Radio? This is Brandon from The Happy Atheist. I'm brand new to Anchor, brand new to podcasting. And thank you, thank you, thank you for, for checking out my, my content and, and giving me your feedback. And I see you've been doing it for a very, very long time. Um, definitely probably have some information I want to pull from you and pick your brand. Definitely want to hear what you got to say. Thank you again for checking me out. And hopefully we can work together in the future. All right, take care. Hi, Brandon over at The Happy Atheist. And welcome to Anchor. And welcome to the podcasting community world little integrity radio factoid atheist nations are more peaceful that's right sweden vietnam denmark norway japan czech republic finland france germany and hungary all are rated one as in most peaceful civilizations Hey Z, what's happening? Larry here. There's lots of things in the world that I don't like, you know. All I have control over is my immediate sphere. And maybe a little bit beyond that. And in certain groups maybe I have have more influence um, than I otherwise would have. Uh, It becomes normal and it becomes, uh, to those people, to us it's obscene. Um, There's lots of things that are obscene in the world to us and to other people. Like, what do we do? What do we do? Do we force everybody to conform to a particular way of thinking? we got to accept that certain peoples of the world need time to develop and move beyond that craziness, you know? But uh, I disagree with it. That was Larry at the Daily Larb. And I'm so glad you are returning to the conversation. You have said a lot of key things here. One, our influence will be more effective in some areas than others. And I think that's huge. And quite honestly, I think your impact here on Anchor should not be underestimated. I think you've opened up a lot of doors and got a lot of people thinking. And two, there almost does seem to be an evolutionary difference between some civilizations and others. So yeah, there is a good amount of catching up that needs to be done, so to speak. Thanks for listening. This is Z. Come join the conversation at Integrity Radio. Thank you.
that have succeeded in great discovery have often failed many times. Um, I have a story. I'm going to try to get it across. Uh, I came across a, an image online of Haystack Mountain out in Wyoming. And um, by the way, this is Integrity Radio, if you're wondering. Uh, yeah, I just have to tell the story before it I uh, lose it. Um, Haystack Mountain out in Wyoming. Uh, Circa the Towers, I believe, in, the, in that region. I, back in the 80s, I used to love to free climb. I think I, I free climbed off and on um, maybe all the way up into the, uh, yeah, 2015, I guess, was the last time. I uh, did such a foolish thing. <clears throat> yeah, so this particular uh, incident dates back into the uh, 80s, the late 80s. or No, the early 80s, I believe. Yes, um, it was during a, a Knowles uh, Wyoming expedition. It was a three-month expedition in the wilderness during the winter throughout different regions, uh, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah. So it was quite an amazing um, experience. Uh, one of my instructors was the late Jim Ratz. 
and uh, he was, I believe, um, sort of part of the story. So uh, we, during this expedition, uh, as a group, there was about 30 of us, and we camped at the base of Haystack, and there's uh, just this beautiful, I don't know, 1,000 foot, 3,000 foot, I think it's about 3,000 foot um, face, beautiful uh, mountain face to the top of Haystack Mountain. And um, we camped there, and in the morning, the whole group, we were going to leave our gear behind and then um, hike around, uh, uh, you know, what I guess was the easy way or the backside up haystack or maybe even some other region. I don't know because I played sick and um, stayed behind. And the reason I did was because I've always heard about haystack through Royal Robbins and all these uh, climbing books. So I, I just had to try climbing, uh, you know, climbing the famous route that uh, Royal Robbins uh, soloed. So anyway, the group left and I started on my way up uh, and it was a just a really pleasurable climb. It really doesn't start getting hard until about three quarters of the way up or so. And um, so, yeah, I uh, uh, came to the kind of hard part and I, as, the, as it was getting harder, I pulled my ice axe out and you know, strapped around my wrist and um, started using my ice axe for holds that I wasn't able to, you know, maintain with my hands, with my fingers rather, or um, if I just wanted to rest or whatever. So I guess you could say in many ways I was cheating. It was no longer a, uh, you know, free climb aided by an ice axe <laughs> well eventually i kind of got so far up and into a particular overhang situation that i wasn't able to clear and i wound up hanging there for a while and then kind of fell about 30 feet and the ice axe grabbed onto some rock and um well at that point i decided to down climb i think i got about three quarters of the way up so it was a, an amazing experience. I hung out there on a ledge. I was really uh, shaken up from that. So I threw my backpack over my head and wrapped up a, a, some weed in a tea bag and then smoked the weed <laughs> on a little ledge. Your ledge couldn't have been more than a, a palm. Uh, but it felt like a huge ledge, was, you know, especially when I put the back, the, the backpack over my head, you know, to prevent the, to stop the wind because I couldn't light the, the uh, tea bag joint that I made. Uh, but that helped me to kind of calm down. But then I freaked out a little bit when I forgot that I was on a little ledge. So uh, I then just had to kind of hang out for a while before I my nerves calmed down. I was able to down climb because down climbing was 10 times harder. Um, so anyway, I told if one of my, I, I told the tent mate the story. He ratted me out and um, <laughs> ratted, you know, it's funny. Jim rats. Ratted me. Anyway. Um, and they almost threw, threw me off the course. Um, I was really fortunate that they kept me on. But it was an amazing experience and an, ex an experience that I want to relay to you, not for, um, you know, ego sake or anything like that. Um, of course, that story to many would seem not so much an ego story, but just a stupidity story. And you'd be correct. Um, but there are lessons in our greatest of stupidities if we care to look. And they are great lessons. And the lesson I learned was a lesson regarding cheating. Yes. If you look at the, um, you know, the ice axe in this case as the, the cheating, you know, the, the point at where I cheated. If you look at um, climbing gear, you know, in this case as a climber, 
you're free climbing or you're climbing with gear. And with gear, you can cheat. In other words, with gear, you can save yourself from falling, you know, from dying when you fall. So that's kind of cheating, right? And um, you can even use gear in the way I was uh, to kind of cram it into really tight areas in order to, uh, to climb. So let's just kind of use this metaphor of uh, using climbing gear as cheating as opposed to not cheating. So um, I was able to climb very nice and solidly and, and safely and efficiently and uh, confidently um, up to a certain point. Then when I got to a certain point, I had decided to cheat. By cheating, I was actually able to climb a little bit higher. But then at some point, um, you know, you just simply can't. Um, uh, <laughs> well, what happened to me? Eventually, you get in trouble, right? And, uh, and sometimes it could be fatal, depending on how high you climbed. So... Um, the metaphor isn't as cheesy as uh, I may be <laughs> telling it. What I'm trying to say is if I had decided to, to cheat, or if anyone decides to cheat in the beginning, well, then you have the convention of cheating. You have the whole system, the known methodologies, right? The known mindsets, everything, right? The... You know, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get afraid. I'm gonna climb, and and I might fall, but it it's all silly. It's all drama because the rope is gonna catch you, right? The gear is going to to save you. So, if this is what you've agreed upon, well, then okay. Everyone involved is playing the same game. You got the ropes, you got the safety, you've got your anchor, right? You got your blair. <clears throat> now, if you decide you're not going to cheat and you get up to a particular point and you just and you can't go any further on your own abilities, and you then decide to cheat you can get yourself in grave danger. In other words, what I learned was that if you're going to not cheat, you have to go all the way and not cheat. And this is something I think I've, I have used in my life since the 80s. Whereas uh, you decide in the beginning, before you go on the journey, if you will be cheating or not cheating. And uh, I say that um, if at some point you find yourself in that position where you or the person that you're um, on this excursion with find that they may be opening themselves up to climbing into areas where it's very obvious where cheating is going to be necessary in order to survive, so to speak. It's a very complex, but yet maybe not so complex. And I hope I'm able to get this story across, this little uh, fable, um, efficiently. If you sort of understand or have a similar perspective or story let me know um i think it's a good story i think it's a, a morally um a good thing you know because there certainly are situations and things you know look at our our political systems or corporate systems where the whole cheating is all just part of the structure you know it's uh, 
getting busted cheating is just part of the symbiosis of getting rid of what the other little symbioses would like to see gone. So, yeah, I think that's a it's a a big lesson in life that maybe a lot of people don't get to have. I mean, I was very unfortunate in one sense, but very fortunate in another that it was such a deep, deep lesson when you're hanging from your fingertips for, uh, I think it was about maybe 20 minutes or so hanging back and forth on the fingertips before I wound up falling. Um, and then, you know, you really, it's not just a matter of your brain, but your whole nervous system has to come to terms. <laughs> uh, I think it, it was a, a very good life lesson. Um, and of course, one of the more superficial life lessons was don't go free climbing, Jesus Christ. Um, but if you do and you live, hey, relay some experiences other than, wow, it was so cool and I was so cool doing it. Because <laughs> uh, then you're just a douchebag. All right. Well, thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for more here on Integrity Radio. Hey, everybody. Today's piece. I'm going to title Brahma's Last Cigarette.